HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the Now Generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, looks like it's just uh, the Nichols of the Now Generation today. Judy McGuire is out on assignment, out in the field, and no doubt she's bringing back a big, big Bigger than big <laughs> story next week, but uh, this week I'm really happy. I'm joined by no less than my very favorite pornographers for a change, and we're going to be talking about Tully Dildonics, my new favorite word, among everything. <laughs> it's okay, Lux, you can laugh. We're here with uh, Lux uh, Alptrum from uh, Fleshbot.com. Welcome Hello. back. thank you. You're, Always glad to be you're here. You're almost a regular here. It's good to see you. And... Um, and my buddy Chip Mahoney, my longtime porn slinging pal from back. Uh, Hi. Uh, Reagan was president when you and I started yeah, like, doing, right. doing, doing, spreading the pink. Holy shit. I'm glad to be back over and, here uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, man. And uh, you've got your new magazine, Temptress, which, um, unlike anything else you've ever done, is not filthy and disgusting. Not at all, no. <laughs> it's a very positive, uh, creative, strong, you know, uh, sexy women who. Aren't the the typical sort of drug addled bimbos in the you know in the porn business? And I'm really excited about the <laughs> it's it's been doing well. And, Temptress, uh, yeah, we've got one of the lovely models from the new issue here with yeah, us. That's right, Marla Marquis also joining us. Yeah, hey, Marla, hello. Awesome. And she's hey. the most interesting girl I think I've ever interviewed. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> now that's saying quite Seriously. a lot because because she's been in this business. He even interviewed a thousand porn stars. I'm at sure, at least, at least. And Marlo is the most most interesting. I think because just everything she's got going on, you know. She, and I don't she, even do porn. But she does all the performing, <laughs> all this interesting like fire walking and, and glass strip tease act and, and fire eating. She tell me sword swallowing, hook suspensions, everything. 
It, it, I mean, that's perfect. And she's hot. You know? <laughs> and, and that's great. You know, I mean, it's really just... Things have really changed. Well, I'm just glad you have a job, Chip. To be well, honest. Yeah. To, to be honest with you, I mean, I mean, the la- you were last you were last seen as the last chapter in my book, Dirty, 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 as, as they came to take away your desk and your computer. And your last words, well, I guess I'm gonna have to work from home, which has always been my dream to do porn with my pants off. Right, right. <laughs> actually do it instead of just you know enjoying it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was tough for a while. I was thinking about going back home, trying to get my old job back in Oklahoma in the oil fields. But, Jesus uh, Christ! When I met, a little when I, old for that. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I when I met Chip, um, I guess nineteen eighty seven. I guess uh, it was, I think it was about eighty nine. Actually, yeah. I, I started over there. I started over I was there still just before up you. In and you were right off the fucking bus from Oklahoma. Oh yeah, and you had this big. Black briefcase, like a doctor's kit bag, right? And he had like this, like a big bag of weed and a gun. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know what you, you know, needed for New York. You know? <laughs> I just assumed the shit really hit the fan that night. We we're driving back in that stupid country club out, and you started shooting. The, yeah, you started firing the gun out the window. This is back on. Um, I, I, I didn't know that the, the people didn't do that around here when they were, were happy. <laughs> you scared the little uh, shit out of everybody. Well, in the I guess car. so. I, everybody was celebrating. Was like, I was. We were drunk. You were shit faced. <laughs> I'm driving guns. and firing out the windows. The same yeah, time. first time in the big city. On, on 95. <laughs> on 95. This in is in Texas, Chip. I didn't know. I, I was, <laughs> everybody's like, hey, wh- why is everybody so quiet? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, that, that that. I turn around and look. They're Take like, whatever you, know, you want. Do you have a dress code home. over at Fleshpot? No. <laughs> no. Because when we started working, oh, we God. worked, you know, for this douchebag Carl Ruderman, who was no. the fake secret pornographer. In fact, uh, Larry Flint had once put a bounty out just to get a picture of him. He was offering five hundred bucks to get a picture of Ruderman just to make him asshole of the month. Oh my because God! He was just so like, you know, kid, you know, born with a you know platinum spoon in his mouth, who had started doing these porn magazines, and. Uh, but he was like hiding behind his like Connecticut society. Yeah, yeah. He made all of us wear ties in the office, as if I mean, we never had any interaction with the public. But it was like this yeah. more of this like weird fucked up fantasy that what we were doing was legit. But I feel like I've actually heard from people who work at Hustler that like Hustler is super corporate and Hustler is very corporate. Yeah. Say that Hustler is very yeah. boring. Last time I was over at the office when I was talking to uh, Larry Flint when I was working on Dirty Dirty Dirty. Uh-huh. It's real fucking quiet over there. It's like a fucking yeah. mausoleum. And I think people, because people get this idea that, oh, it's porn, it's going to be crazy. And I mean, if you're actually <laughs> shooting it, maybe, or if you're like, yes. you know, but if you're, if you're the yeah. publisher and you're making a magazine, it's a magazine environment. And the bigger and more corporate, because like, in, in, in the realm of porn, Hustler's pretty corporate. Yeah. And so, That's yeah, why it's going to be a, like a corporate environment. Yeah. Yeah, we well, were. I can't believe you even get Fleshbot, you know, done with all the sex you must be having over there. <laughs> yeah, that's what people used to think about us, too. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's like the man who shot Liberty Valance. If the myth sells more than the man, sell the myth. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's the sizzle, not the steak, right? So it's you've like, had lots of uh, job-related sex, Chip, I'm sure. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> with women, I mean... Oh, mm. yeah, once, yeah. Mm. No, no I, it's been okay, I mean, up until I, you know, put on a ton of weight. I did okay for myself. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the fruits of my labors. But, uh, well, it's, it's funny because you, you dumped on me this giant pile of squack rags. You know, I'm putting my legacy <laughs> together for a website in case I die. 
uh, like, you know, this Gandalf anything really got me thinking. I need to put everything together now, get it, you know. Because <laughs> I'm one, one fried shrimp dinner away from the grave, too, you know. And, <laughs> no, I, just, I love this pile of, like, pornography you dumped on me here, though. <laughs> because this truly is your life. It's pretty much it, yeah. It's pretty much this it. This is it. It's 20 um, years worth of stuff there. And I love here in, ga- in Gallery Magazine, for anybody who even remembers mm. these magazines. You know, it's so sad. I mean, these really are... You know, it's good that you're here, Marla. I want you to meet a couple dinosaurs. Like, <laughs> you never saw dinosaurs. This is like a visit to the Natural History Museum. <laughs> but here we are, 2002. But I, right love, I love this, 2002 in gallery. And, um, you know, yeah, because, you know, I just buy these magazines for the articles. Me too. That's but if I were to, and notice the clever use of the subjunctive there, um, <laughs> how safe are we to the world's premier intelligence agency let 9-11 happen? It's your story on the NSA. Okay? 11 years Ten ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Eleven years ago, unbelievable. I, 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 that's why I brought it today. I, I actually forgot I wrote it because I used to scoop millions, and that's sat, saddled right in here by a, a picture of Ashton. Photographed <laughs> by Suze Randall. Was this like third rights? This, that, yeah, you know? that's all I. Yeah, I'm sure you can afford her stuff. She's still in the business here. Any photographers Suze, used to work with? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean she was I, probably the most famous of them all, right? Suze I mean, Randall. I mean, the richest. She's still in, definitely the richest one. Her site's definitely going, and I think I don't know if she still photographs, but her daughter Holly Randall definitely does. Holly's very yeah. business. Yeah. That's good, and I see there's a photo a shoot here. My old friend Wally Wang, Warren Tang, yes. Oh, good Lord! Ashton's got this like pink vibrator dildo thing right up her nose. It's remember the day that was so not allowed mm-hmm. when we started the business. When we started the business, you know, the line between hardcore and what was allowed in the newsstands was very sharply drawn. Yeah, and it meant no penetration. It was like mm-hmm. obviously one of the rules. And penetration was if you could see the girl's if you couldn't see the girl's fingernail, that was penetration. Yep. Okay. If it's in enough that you can't see the fingernail. And the penis had to be assisted with a hand. It that, be that's right. No, no, ere- no erections. And uh, an erection was defined as 45 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. I remember seeing one of our co-workers walking around. Because <laughs> he went with a protractor. With a protractor. You know, <laughs> you know, probably came with his lunchbox. Yeah, you, know? Yeah. you know, and, and the, and the comics. You must be talking about these... Amo. Remember no, not no, the Amo. Amish pornographer? The, the Amish pornographer. It was a very weird fucking office we worked in, man. <laughs> I had like, broken like, toys. Never she Jewish guy and kind of the, the greasy Italian guy that kind of ran the place. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah. hey, you know, R.I.P. Carmen Bellucci. I really like Carmen. Oh, I, I love Carmen. Carmen. Yeah, I loved him. He was great. You know, I, I you know, his He stories. gave us a pretty fucking long rope off his He fucked all the Russ Meyer girls. He fucked Sissy oh, wow. Spacek. That was one of his favorite stories. Yeah. I fucked Sissy Spacek when she was nobody. <laughs> <laughs> she was never nobody. She was always somebody. But, you know, well, Lucy Diggard, I fucked her, too. <laughs> Um, before gallery, I'm looking at Chip, your, your resume to Fox Magazine. Yeah, going you know, back. We're, we're let's going see what we got here. And here you're actually starring in one of these things. This is, I would oh, occasionally, this I would is occasionally nurse, be a Nurse Chelsea and the Freak with Two Pussies. <laughs> we had a girl. She had, you could review she this. She had two uh, urethral openings or oh, something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, that's not, that's not two pussies. Where are those um. girls these days? <laughs> I am. I know someone who has. She's in a she's in a, a box under my basement. I forget if it's two uteruses or like a split uterus. Wow! But I know someone. You know, if I had five penises, my pants would fit like a glove. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although I guess that I mean I see two dildos inside her, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's there, it's, it was very yeah. small. It was actually so hard to photograph. We actually lost interest in it after a while. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean she has two pussies. I've seen people with one pussy do that. There's, There's a see up magnifying glass uh, we gotta yeah. put. Yeah. Uh, too hot for too hot for television. Too hot for radio. Show. Internet radio. I'm I'm perfect for internet radio. I look great. <laughs> By the way, I got a six pack. Ch- uh, Chip, what, what, I mean, what, what was your I mean, we worked together on a high society. I guess you worked on 
I don't even remember what magazine you worked on then. Cherry. For the Crescent family, Cherry. This one, Live Girls. Live Girls, which got turned into Young Live Girls. It was the most, you know. Yeah, I got to be one of those. You know, I wrote some stuff for Barely Legal, and I really kind of regret it, to be honest with you. Of all the crap I've done in my career, I mean, you know, I mean, it's okay. It's one thing to see, like, you know, hot women, like, you know, in the Catholic schoolgirl outfit. It's another thing to see a girl sucking her thumb with a teddy bear. That's just fucking wrong. Oh, that was all. That's just fucking wrong. I'm glad I never really got into that because when I did live, it was all like Leslie stuff. It was all two girl stuff. And then they kept changing the format of that magazine, and it was like, you know. It became a young girl, but book. that was the business because once you had a title on it, it was you like keep, keep youngest girls allowed by law. I remember they used to put that stuff <laughs> on the cover, and you know, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I never got to work on that either. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, John, why don't you, why don't you come in here? We got a special treat here. We're gonna take a break for a second. Um, this, this is our friend uh, Outright. He's usually man in the bar here at Roberta's. Everybody knows we broadcast hey, live from Roberta's. Hi, and hey. Bushwick. What's up, man? Grab a mic. Just grab. Get on the mic here. Uh, How is everybody from the band Grace Guy Peel? And the Mike and Judy show. We always root for the home team. Count on it. Thank you, guys. So we thought we'd uh, drop one of your one of your tunes here while we take a break. We got brains, right? It's brains. It's off the new record, uh, Occam's Razor. All right, this is uh, Gray Sky Peel, brains, some zombie rap. Drop it, joke. Making 
Grace Guy Peeler, we're back on the Mike and Judy Show broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick. And um, Lux, what do you think? As usual, you know, we've got, we're staring at the awkward date table. These two guys do not look fucking happy. They're definitely breaking up today. Although um, they've definitely gotten better. They're at least making eye contact now. I mean, it was originally like the awkward stare off in the corner. I'm now seeing like actual conversations. So, so we've seen more couples break up here at this window. Oh, is this the table? You <laughs> know, <laughs> their, their, food, their food came. They seem a lot happier. Maybe they were just hangry. <laughs> We would be happy if they were eating some brains. Hey, so so speak, that was, um, speaking of brains, zombie porn? Oh, yeah. No, there's been a bunch of zombie porn. The, yeah. the most prolific uh, zombie porn producing company is probably Burning Angel. Uh, they did the Repenetrator. Like, that was one of their first things. They did the Repenetrator. Most recently, they did The Walking Dead Triple X, although that got into a whole thing because uh, The Walking Dead has an Asian character and instead of finding an Asian performer to play that character they decided to dress someone up as an Asian person. Really? Yellow, yellow face? Yeah, it didn't go over well. Um but, but it was just one of those things where they're like, oh but we're not doing anything like racist. Yeah. You know? So the like, jazz singer was a long time ago. Yeah. Not right. What's shaking, buddy? What's going on? We had some technical difficulty there. It's all right. We'll fix it in post. Cool, <laughs> cool. So this is, this is, this is great, though. Um, outright from Grace Guy Peel. When are you guys playing? Uh, we're playing July 27th next at uh, Fat Babies. That's Lower right. East Side. On the Lower East Side. We're talking about zombie porn. We're so zombie porn? I feel like there could be a market for it, but I don't know if it's something that I would necessarily watch. Like maybe as like a fun like as a full length movie. I don't know. I don't know if it would be like my go to porn. I think there is apparently a market because Burning Angels made several movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they made Dong of the Dead. Dong of the Dead. <laughs> well, that's a new thing, right? The new thing in porn is to recreate. Uh, yeah. Uh, to do like almost. Um, what's what's the rule? What's the rule? Lux, if, it, if it exists, it exists in porn. Yeah, it was Rule Thirty Two. Rule Thirty Two. If you can imagine it, it exists or something like that. Yeah, you know, porn. porn is huge. Uh, less so than it used to be, but it's partly just because no porn is selling now. So, and parody porn, the way it's been done recently, takes money. Because if you want to, like, do something that really seems like a show that has a budget, you have to have some budget. So, what do you think is ruining, like, the sales in porn today? The fact that everyone's just uploading, everyone has an iPhone and it's just sending each other new Um, pics? Yeah, well, no, no, it's not so much sexting, it's that a lot of porn has been pirated and is just freely available. Like, it's totally... Primarily piracy, and the internet's just made, not to be a bummer, but like the internet's made it really easy to get, not even just porn, but a lot of stuff illegally and for free, and that hurts content creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my, my, um, what I explain to people when they say, so how do pornographers make money? Someone's got to be making money. If it's free, 
And you know what I always say? It's like, okay, if you're looking at a, at a free porn site or the porn tube style mm-hmm. sites, I mean, the stuff that you see on you know a hustler branded site is of such higher quality. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the women, the actors are just so much hotter. Everything has got production values, and it's not that expensive to get you know get someone to cough up a couple dollars a month. You get a, you know get a million people to pony up a couple dollars a month. That's twelve times two times a million. That's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. And someone's making money, but I guess it's been consolidated like the rest of the communication world. Yeah, it's been consolidated. Fewer <laughs> people are making money. People are making less money. People are having to. Uh, like I heard someone once say that in the past ten years, what's really changed is now they're working, working twice as hard to make half as much money. You know, I think that's it's probably just not super easy anymore. It's the whole media world, right? Yeah, true. This is why we got into the pinup thing because of the porn thing was just completely, you know, gone and, and there was no money to be so, made there anymore. So Chip, you're finding a market for the pinups? It's a great looking magazine, it, it, Temptress it, it magazine. Keeps, it keeps getting picked up. You know, every order is is larger. But you're legit. You're going into like Barnes and Nobles we're, and shit, we're right? We're getting into Books a Million, Hastings. Oh, that's we're incredible. Three countries. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. You know, we're, we're we're getting on Amazon, um, you know. We, Outright, have you met um, Marlo? You're one of the models from Texas. I haven't. Hi, nice Hello. to meet you. <laughs> Look at the Issue. It's just out. Chip, I'm still, I'm still just like astonished at this giant pile of like squack mm. rags you dropped here. This is a uh, shadow comes clean. This is the cover of Rave magazine. <laughs> Young, dirty, and still only five ninety nine. That's the price, not her age. <laughs> <laughs> Secret ancient orgasm trick nearly killed me. <laughs> how did we get so lucky to work in this business? I don't know how it ended. I actually just was answering an ad. I was actually just answering an ad in the newspaper, and I was just so desperate. I was actually stacking fruit. When I got my job at high society, that's not a euphemism. No, 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 it's not a euphemism for. <laughs> that's for, when you were still perking. Incestuous rape. No, um, it was. I was actually working at a grocery store um, four days a week, and uh, I had my my stupid journalism degree from Oklahoma. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I was applying for every job in the New York Times. This is all free. That, that's all I got. Free I actually, internet. I yeah. actually, actually found the ad recently in like some old uh, oh, clippings you had and stuff. It? Yeah, the actual ad from the New York Times. Okay. Um, for you young people, the New York Times uh, was a major metropolitan newspaper. <laughs> you young people. Oh. You know? And they had a thing called the Help Wanted. I know I the Help Wanted was about seven oh, so it was pounds. Like, it was like Craigslist. Kind of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without, the, without the tranny hookers. Uh, and I answered the ad for uh, the, an editor wanted for an adult sophisticate. Mm. That's what it was, adult sophisticate. Yeah, that, that was the shibboleth they used in the industry, adult sophisticate. I didn't know what that meant. I well, like was, that. We should bring that term back. Yeah, yeah the adult term sophisticate. adult sophisticate. Well, very sophisticated. <laughs> All right, we're going to catch you later. We're going to see uh, Grace Guy appeal. We're going to come guys, find thank you. Thank you so much. Man, see you, John. Rock on, Daddy O. All right. Um, how, did you get, how did you get in this whole racket? Yeah, what did you? Yeah, you're much younger than us. How did you get so lucky? Like, you're, yeah, unlike us, you're like attractive and talented. Am I straight? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, no, so it's. I had always been kind of interested in sexuality and sex ed and was doing all that stuff uh, in high school. And then I, when I went to college, I went to college in 2003, which was, in some ways, uh, the beginning of the golden era of internet porn, when A, it was really cheap and easy to mm-hmm. produce, and you saw a lot of people who would never get into, say, magazine or video porn produce uh, internet porn because it was cheaper, you could do it from your house, you didn't have to new. have all these resources, it was new, like, a lot of people, like, Burning Angel started literally with some college students. So I was becoming really fascinated because it was a much more diverse base of what you were seeing because a lot of more a lot more people just had access to be producers and the ability to be producers. So I got fascinated by this. I started doing modeling and then briefly ran my own site, thatstrangegirl.com, like from 
my site ran from 02 to 05, I think, and then I shut it down because I was just kind of exhausted. Um, I took a break from anything adult industry related, and in 2007, I just started this blog that was about sex and pop culture. I knew Gawker people, and they were like, do you want to start writing for Fleshbot? And I was yeah. Um, so I started as a part-time writer just because I needed some work, and it seemed like fun, and ended up climbing through the ranks and then eventually taking over the site, so. Ah, another Abraham Lincoln story. You know, it's a lot of, like, poor life choices. Well, I love it, I love it that, you know, it's Abraham like, you know, Lincoln story. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, you know, strong, intelligent, independent women, entrepreneurs like yourself in, in this business. Um, I think my experience, Chip, what do you think? I mean, I think the adult entertainment industry, such as it is, our experience, is a pretty good one. I haven't really seen, you know, a lot of, you know, abuse or any, really. Everybody seems, like, very above board. Everybody I've dealt with has been professional in all these years. I've, I've been doing it. Yeah, that no, includes, I've never That worked. includes, you know... Al Goldstein and the tranny hookers that used to you know, come through to drop their 50 bucks to put their ads on. Everybody was very professional the whole time I was in it. I got the same thing. I mean, people like to think that, you know, we're out on the, in a dirty, windowless, rusty van kidnapping children from playgrounds to put in the magazine. That's, that's absolutely not the case. They're all, you know, first drug. Maybe that's how you do it in Oklahoma. But, <laughs> they're actually all volunteers. You know, <laughs> sort of. Then we drug them. But, you know, they aren't children. So what's what's the next big thing? I always, you know, I think it's PG rated, like we're doing with Temptress. I really do. I think our order keeps going up. We haven't spent a penny on advertising. You well, know. everything's been seen. So mm. now the idea is to go kind of backwards, a little more conservative, because no one does that anymore. Well, well I, I mean, it's more like the '50s stuff. I mean, almost <laughs> naked is almost always sexier than fully naked. I would say what I think it yeah, works. Absolutely. I think what works with the PG stuff, the reason why that works is because the main, the bar in mainstream for what's acceptable has shifted so much that stuff that would have been seen as incredibly racy and taboo 50 years ago is now acceptable in a Barnes and Noble or acceptable in that. Um, because people have seen things that are so much more intense that have been kind of normalized. So I think that's definitely within a more mainstream sphere it can make money because people have access i was actually talking earlier with someone about how the problem with you know uh, porn gets banned from the apple store gets banned from all this stuff gets banned from whatever and people are like distributors oh won't take it anymore either right or a distributor wouldn't take it he was like right so a lot of distributors are netflix netflix if netflix sold porn it would do super well but netflix sure. doesn't yeah, but, sell but porn if they sold porn though they, they, it would be a separate business and it would be kept well away from the from well, the flagship well brand. that's the thing that's the thing because you know you used to have video stores that would have the porn section mm -hmm. but now like netflix doesn't want to well, sell porn but if you set up a separate thing that's a whole other commitment that people aren't necessarily willing to make so if you have like the softcore on Netflix mm -hmm. I'm sure it does really well and they do they do the softcore you know? I mean you sure. remind me and it's like you know, it's I guess maybe an open secret, but that's how Playboy makes their money from producing hardcore pornography. And you know that closet queer Hefner sure. who pretends that you know you know you know fuck like John Holmes <laughs> for for one. Um, you, know, you know, pretending that they're in a lifestyle magazine. You know, for you know socially upper you know upwardly mobile bachelors, but their real business is producing hardcore porn content for pay per view for CDs and like really nasty stuff too. Although they don't own Playboy TV anymore. Um, they've been selling everything off. I mean, they've been losing yeah, their hand yeah, over yeah. fist over there. I also heard like the big corporations, like the airlines and stuff, were also like some of these. That was one of their little dirty secrets too. They finance. AT &T. They finance hardcore 
hotel porn channels. And, yeah. Well, AT and T and Time Warner. I mean, these are the providers that it's, you know that put the pay per view porn in, into your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question about it, and that's always been the thing. We talked about this a lot. I talk about it in Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. Sure. That pornography has always driven technology. Yeah. That everybody waited for mm-hmm. the porn industry to decide between VHS and Beta. Absolutely. And when it chose VHS, that's the way the world went. And when the um, home computers, you know, started, the first message boards were about sex. The CD-ROM mm-hmm. business. If you remember, you know, a CD-ROM was considered sure. technology at the time. It was all about sex. And long before Amazon or you know the Jews of the New York Times figured out to get your credit card from you, okay, it was sex sellers who knew how to do it so you didn't have to go down to the bookstore, the adult bookstore, and be embarrassed. And, you know, when talkies become feelies, you can believe it. It's going to be a pornographer behind it. That's the next wave. Which brings us... (laughs) to the telly dildonics yes. <laughs> this <laughs> is the most exciting news for fat guys like me <laughs> can you explain to us what telly dildonics is oh um telly dildonics or cyber dildonics is just a class of technology that allows you to remotely stimulate someone I guess is really the best way to put it so the idea is like I for perhaps I have a dildo and it's attached to a computer, and my partner remotely, through their computer, is able to control my dildo or my vibrator. It's just a sex toy that's remotely controlled through the this internet. Is, this is the, the apex of phone sex technology. This is great. This is what I've been looking forward to for years. Um, which, which brings me to my next question. This is very important. I was trying to get a rabbi on the show today, because I'm sure that Tom has uh. something about this. But is sex with a robot cheating? Well, hmm. That's now, a tough one. In that scenario, not really, because I have a long-distance relationship, and that sounds very interesting to me. Well, I don't think that's intimate, because it's your, presumably yeah. your lover mm-hmm. on the other end of you know the, the iPhone there mm. diddling you on his touchscreen yeah. smartphone. I would say it depends on the robot, because if it's a robot that is sentient and can make decisions that you can have an actual relationship with... That, you know, like a Data-style robot from next Star Trek. Yeah, that I would see as cheating. But if it's a robot that uh, so is just a tool, then no. Okay, so Data from Star Trek is yeah. cheating. It's okay. Yeah. okay. It's good. There are a lot more geeks in pornography than anyone will ever realize. Because yeah, he's, oh, he's like a sentient being. Okay, but you know, but that's like, now you're being like a locust. I mean, I guess like at no, some point... No, it's not locust. It's, it's about sentience. Sent- sentience. Well, he's sentient really because he's still a robot or like still a cyborg, plastic. an alien. What if it was just a very lifelike Robot. I mean, it's been suggested to me that if the robot looked like Rosie, the Jetsons made, uh-huh. it was like a stack of tin cans, basically. Right. You know, I'd me, I'd, of course, <laughs> but it would be like sticking your dick into a pinball machine. Well, I fucked a cantaloupe on the way over. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from that fruit stand. Can but you? it's like, <laughs> like I don't think a real doll is cheating. And if it was a no, real doll not, no. that could like talk and walk, I wouldn't necessarily think it was cheating. It talks it and was... walks. Uh, what if it looks like uh, the Rock? And that's your that's your boy crush, Judy McGuire. No, that's your boy, that's your boy crush. <laughs> oh, am I standing in for Judy McGuire? <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, sending it out there. I presume Judy is out there in the field listening to us. No, I mean, I think I think it just depends. Like, can it have an intelligent conversation? Can it make decisions? Can it do all of that? Well, if it's just something that like not. I turn on, have sex with, and then I turn it off, I don't think that's cheating. Uh, well, it's a conversation. That's just like it's really um, that, that's, boggled. That, that's, um, that's, that's, that's that's one. We get to that whole from, thing from about it wanting to be taken out for dinner. <laughs> we get to that whole thing about diddling somebody remotely. Like that's cheating, wouldn't you say? I mean, like if well, you're girlfriend is getting diddled by some guy oh across my God, the country, that's, that's totally even though she's not with him. You well, know, she's like he's controlling yeah. the, the keyboard and. That's, that's uh, cheating. It's, it's interesting that you say that because one of the companies, Real Touch, <clears throat> uh, they make like 
the Real Touch, which is kind of like a masturbation sleeve, but it moves and it can sync with all this stuff. And they have the Real Touch Interactive, where there's a dildo on the other end that someone can fuck or control, and then what the sleeve is doing to your dick is controlled by that dildo. And I think that, like, realtouchinteractive.com, you could basically, like, have a chat session with Lisa Ann, and Lisa Ann is playing with the dildo and fucking herself with it, and that's masturbating you. Is that cheating? That's, yeah, I that's mean, cheating. I would say if you, you know, for some points of view, I would say yes. You know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think when there are two people involved, I mean, it's you know. But let's get to like if you're paralyzed or something, then that's actually well, providing a service. Well, for that's, that's different, you know. I mean, you know well, you have to. You're have not going to get laid. Well, no, no. no there, has, there has to be someone to <clears throat> that you're cheating on. on. Yeah, <laughs> okay? that's true. Okay. Um, so what you're doing, uh, Chip, clearly isn't cheating. Just keep on having sex with paralyzed people. You know what the worst thing about eating a vegetable is? The diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Chip, where can we find Temptress Magazine? Oh, it's it's everywhere. We've got uh, pretty good distribution. We're getting bigger. Uh, Like I said, Books A Million, Hastings. We're going on Amazon pretty soon. We're we're soliciting Barnes & Noble for, I think, the second time. They usually don't pick you up the first time. But uh, a lot of newsstands, uh, you know, if you don't see it around, go on uh, temptressmag.com and order it. Um, it's well, available there. I, I couldn't be more proud of you, Chip. Well, you oh, know, hopefully, you. hopefully, we'll get some mainstream, you know, company like Condi Nasty to pick it up and buy it, so I can just retire and well, jump into pilot naked women for the rest of my life. Well, I, I love this it. Is about it's, six months. As always, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet. And uh, Lux, another great pornographic entrepreneur. Flushbot. Happy to be here. Flushbot. Flushbot.com. You got any parties happening still? Oh yeah, next uh, this coming Friday, the twenty eighth, we'll be at Headquarters Gentlemen's Club from nine to eleven. Uh, it's five fifty two West Thirty Eighth Street. It'll be one gallon night, and one gallon night should be enough for any man, even you, Chip. And Marlo, where can, where can we find you? We're going to be breathing fire, swallowing swords, walking on glass. Um, my schedule is always on my website, marlomarquise.com, and my main producer, Wazabasco, will be at the Highline Ballroom on July twenty sixth. All right, on. This has been a great show. So for Judy McGuire. And absentia. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, thanks, Chip. Thanks, Lux. Thanks, Marlon. <laughs> thanks, Marlon. Joe, the engineer. Thanks, and of course, outright from Gray Sky Appeal. This is Mike Edison. We'll see you guys next week. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.